Daniel Cooper. Today's guest is the founder and CEO of Rock Investments, the firm that manages the publicly traded ETF with the symbol ROCI. The fund's premise is that character influences financial returns and can be measured. Dan will share insights about the fund and his superpower. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. Welcome to the Superpowers for Good show, where you discover and strengthen your own superpowers. Dan, thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. I, I'm excited to learn more about what you're doing. It's fascinating. Well, thanks. Great to be here. Thanks for <laughs> thank taking the time. Yeah, golly. Um, you know, the you've set up this uh, ETF where you're investing in companies run by people of good character. Uh, that, Imagine that. That's wow. new. That that is new. That is new. Uh, so there's a lot to explore here. Uh, but give us kind of the overview. Let's start there. Well, um, the company uh, is named uh, Rock Investments, uh, R O C Investments, and that stands for Return on Character. And you can reach us at rocinvestments.com and learn a lot more about us. But um, you know the premise. Uh, of the idea is probably something that's not terribly novel or new. And that is that we all know what it's like maybe to, to work for a boss uh, that inspires us and pulls the best out of us. We also know what it's like to probably work for a boss that doesn't do that. In fact, makes us feel the opposite. And the consequence of the two kinds of leadership, uh, the, the premise of this investment strategy uh, is that it matters. Uh, especially if you're looking to invest in a company that you want to invest for a long time. Um, it's funny, the, the, the original idea came out of, uh, out, of a, out of an orientation that was um, kind of out of inadequacy in the sense that my mentor, Joe Ritchie, and I, uh, he was a big time trader in the early days, we kind of said, well, there's no way we could out analyze Wall Street and with all the known books of data uh, out there and how to slice and dice it and try to understand it differently to get an edge. But nobody seems to be valuing character and leadership. In other words, the market seems to pretty much place a value of zero for that. And uh, and and 20 years ago, in an effort to 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 find an edge. Um, and also believing that character does matter. We set out to try to value character uh, better than zero as it related to CEOs leading companies. And so that was the early stages of, of this idea when it first got launched. And, and then just this March, I decided to come back to it because I felt like the world needs it more than ever now, uh, a way to affirm uh, character in the world uh, using your dollars and also because we feel like the research and the data really points to the fact that it's a it's a significant contributor to the long-term outperformance of a company. So, um, yeah, that's what, what that's what I'm doing today, and it's and it's something we we deeply believe in. Yeah, it, it's fascinating. I think the key question that's just I think everyone who hears about this idea leaps to. Help us understand, how do you measure, how do you quantify character? Yeah, that's, that's always the question. 
I think one of the one of the first things is is that you have to have a value for it. One, if you recognize that it's a valuable contributor to the performance of a company, you start looking at companies differently. And 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 as I like to see it, um, the market tends to shave up companies and and these little pieces of gold that are left out on, on, on the floor of the kitchen table and things that we pick up and we try to value and we try to come to a, uh, a solid understanding to the degree in which a CEO represents four areas. And so the four areas are, are as follows. Um, character is defined as showing character habits of integrity, responsibility, forgiveness, and compassion. And just to break it down a little bit, you know, when it comes to integrity, we're looking for simple things like CEOs telling the truth, keeping their promises, consistently acting uh, how they believe in value, uh, standing up for what is right. You know, these are all things we try to teach our kids, right? Mm -hmm. Responsibility, taking responsibility for personal choices, for example, owning mistakes uh, and not pointing the finger when mistakes uh, are made on their behalf, but actually taking responsibility or giving credit away. Forgiveness, letting go of mistakes, letting go of other people's mistakes, which builds trust and innovation in an organization. And then finally, compassion, empathy, the ability to empathize, empathize with, with the world, probably the, your employees and your, and, and your team. Uh, these, are, these are the four characteristics we look for. The way we start um, is we use a behavioral integrity artificial intelligence analysis of language found in shareholder letters of CEOs. And we did this in collaboration with some professors from the University of Virginia, Yale, Duke, and INSEAD in France. And it was a system that they used to try to correlate language with, with, with integrity. And they were remarkably successful. Uh, the thing that made it exciting for us was that the lead research team that we hired actually wrote the book on the subject of character outperforming. It's called Return on Character. And the book Return on Character written by Fred Keel actually proved out that high character CEOs outperform low character CEOs by a factor of five axes measured on a return on, on, on assets basis. And what was amazing is that the behavioral integrity screen using artificial intelligence analysis identified the same set of companies that this book return on character identified that also were tagged with CEOs that outperformed and had high character. And so we utilize those two systems to be able to first start with integrity. And we, we basically have a, we started with a field of about a hundred or 700 companies and whittled it down. And then, uh, with the remaining, with roughly about 150 of those companies, we went in and did a deep analysis on publicly available data, um, looking for evidence of responsibility, forgiveness, and compassion. And basically gave scores in each one of those categories. And then the composite character scores what ended up filling up our portfolio as we know it today. I also conduct behavior-based interview systems. I don't know if you know what that is, but Basically, it's an interview process that helps you um, determine the degree in which a candidate, say, fits a position. So um, 
you know, Ritz Carlton may have the most amazing front desk manager in the world. And they say, man, if we can replicate them, let's replicate them all over the world. Well, they behave, create a behavior-based interview and you can sit with another candidate and go through the process of, a, of, of interview and you can come out with a confidence score the degree in what the degree in which they likely fit the ideal candidate. I do the same thing for CEOs. And, and so we sit down with people, analysts and others that actually are in the industry who understand, say, a certain sector and, uh, and are familiar with leadership. And I ask them questions like, of the companies you're familiar with, who would put the company before their own interest? Who tends to give credit away? Who's more humble than they are arrogant? And we basically just fill these, this data and we mine for this kind of data around the four pillars of, of character, we organize it, and, and, and then it basically informs how we allocate capital. And the way it's structured is, is that our portfolio is constructed in a way that it's very tightly correlated to the Russell 1000. Um, we are market cap weighted, so we have actually a very high, low beta relative to the, to the, to the market as a whole. And we want any outperformance that we uh, achieve to be attributed to this factor, which is character, uh, not particularly one sector going up or down. So that's a little bit of the story of how it came about. Um, feel free to, to dig in and ask more questions if yeah. any of that wasn't clear. No, that, that, that's helpful. That's helpful. Um, you have a list on your website of 101 CEOs. Are those the CEOs that meet the screen today? Those are the CEOs that are in our portfolio today. Yes. Okay. And so um, if a CEO leaves, for example, um, we, we would drop that CEO and do a new analysis on the incoming CEO. Um, yeah. We believe that... Um, a culture is really driven by its leadership, and um, and leadership is 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 ultimately the thing that uh, takes a company in one direction or another, and so that tends to be how we decide whether or not to add a company, and then of course decide to drop one. Yeah, it's a little bit uh, unfair uh, of me, but I want to um, try to understand this in the context of an example. Um, So, you know, it's not hard to find someone uh, controversial on your list. Uh, I spotted several, uh, but let's talk about Jeff Bezos, right? CEO of Amazon. Yeah. Uh, So Amazon is in the portfolio. Now it has been a phenomenal investment, but there are a lot of people who don't think highly of Jeff Bezos. Uh, specifically on character, uh, yeah. how do you how do you react? Think about that. Certainly, you know that he's not universally regarded as a high character guy. Your analysis yields a score that gets him in the portfolio. Talk a little bit about that tension. Clearly, that you must think about that. See that all the time with your CEOs. They're not perfect. Well, he's not the CEO of Amazon. He's the founder. And um, Jassy, the, the current CEO, is what we were measuring, not Jeff Bezos. 
Mm-hmm. If Jeff Bezos was still the CEO today, uh, he would not, not likely be in our portfolio. Jassy is in a position to really take the company in a, a different direction from a lot of what it's repu- re, you know has a reputation for that kind of drags it down and, and a little discouraging. I think um, you know Tim Cook did the same thing at Apple. You know, I mean, I would characterize what I tend to characterize um, <clears throat> um, the Apples, the Bezos, the the Gates. Um, you know, the Elon Musks uh, of the world as productive narcissists. And they are incredibly productive. You, Like you said, they're a great investment. You likely should not bet against them. But uh, if you're looking for uh, an investment pool of productive narcissists, uh, Rock Investments is not the place to go. Um, we, we, of course, are watching uh, Jesse at, at Amazon very closely. Uh, and we're excited to see, um, frankly, believe that, uh, you know, he has the biggest opportunity to move the needle in a new direction for Amazon than it, it, it ever has as it relates to this factor. And so it's kind of fun to s- sit back and watch and see, but that would be my answer. Yeah, that, that's, that's helpful. Um, one of the other, uh, you know, there, there's an interesting dynamic in corporate America, corporate world, but especially yeah. corporate America, right? That there, that we we see that women, people of color, tend to be underrepresented. How are they doing in your survey? I didn't get the, I didn't get in and look at the data. I didn't see a lot of women on your list. But uh, what do you think is what is showing up in terms of uh, the results? In terms of those kind of diversity metrics, are we including well, I mean, more or fewer? It's a great question. Um, we actually, can, our benchmark is the Russell 1000 of the top largest American companies, uh, the 1000 American companies. And we have uh, just, for example, 9% of women CEOs in our portfolio compared to the Russell is only having five. Um, you know, uh, our ESG score tends to be better. We have a we have more women on boards, for example. Um, we have a lower beta. We have higher returns on equity. We have lower debt ratios. <laughs> All because you just screen for this one factor, you know. And and yeah. so, uh, I think we have a lower controversy score too. Like I think our highest controversy score is a Taser company. You know. So, um, what's interesting is to kind of. You're, you're kind of getting into what are the byproducts for screening for character, right? Yeah, and right. and we didn't know what it, they would be. What's fortunate too is that a lot of the things like return on equity and and low debt ratios also was found in the research on the subject in return on character book. So those companies also had those same similar characteristics. As far as the ethnicity, I do not have that. Uh, indicate I don't have that number. I'd love to get it, and it's something that we should do as far as um how that sure. how that plays out as as compared to our benchmark yeah well you have been remarkably successful and it's exciting to see you bringing this kind of fully to fruition because this is something you've been looking at uh if not constantly certainly off and on for 20 plus years um as you think about all that you've accomplished what do you see as your superpower 
Hmm. Well, um, I would say one of the things that I've been blessed with is the ability to win, win people's trust and confidence, um, specifically leaders. Uh, um, and, you know, I, I just have this chronic problem of uh, thinking of others first, really, almost to a fault. And I think that helps. You know, um, and I've, I've had the great fortune of, of working with, you know, kings and presidents of nations and CEOs of big companies and giant philanthropists, big philanthropists, you know, and, and uh, I, I think the, the, the thing that helps is just having a real genuine affection for them and, and, and through that maybe uh, being able to win, win their confidence because uh, of that felt, felt feeling. So Dan, uh, that is a remarkable uh, superpower and that, that ability to earn people's trust. I wonder if you can think of a specific example when you were able to do that at a time and place when it had a good outcome that, that you can point to as an example. Yeah, I can I can think of one, and it's ironically related to to what I'm doing today. Um, when I um, when I I first developed this investment strategy, um, I uh, one of the big exciting aspects was it was to know the CEOs that actually fit this criteria in the marketplace. I mean that data wasn't widely known, right? Um, at the time, uh, my mentor and I, um, who was independently wealthy, very, very successful individual, we would get involved in foreign relations situations abroad and try to move the needle in the right direction. One of those one of those was Rwanda with our relationship with the president of Rwanda, Paul Kagame. And Paul Kagame was not interested in going to Washington and having bureaucratic meetings. He was interested in meeting American industry. And we had the list of the great kind of CEOs uh, on the list, uh, you know, in the markets. And so I started calling uh, the CEOs on the list and asking them to sit down with the president of Rwanda, and which was an unusual call. I mean, CEOs get a lot of calls, and but this one broke through. And I, I can remember two two inci incidents uh, on both sides of that. One. When I would go to brief the president in Rwanda, I would sit down and I and I said to him, you know, more than money and power, uh, I'm making a commitment to you to introduce you to men and women of character and honor. So that was one, uh, and I think he believed me. Two, uh, one of the CEOs that that I had the great fortune to to meet and call a friend today is Jim Sinegal, the founder of Costco. And uh, when we first sat down and talked, you know, about this, I said to him, I think this is one of those scenarios where you're actually going to thank me someday for this one because it's so special. Um, and that was, in retrospect, I thought, man, that's kind of a, a bold thing to say to the CEO of Costco. But it ended up being true, you know, in the sense that I think he would, he would agree. It was a great experience. His daughter went on to found this extraordinary school for girls in Rwanda. Uh, Costco ended up buying close to two thirds of Rwanda's specialty coffee. And, 
uh, and the list goes on and on. And so those were scenarios where um, I think the utilization of my ability to win the trust of leaders uh, had it had maybe an impact. And uh, it was it was an honor to be in a position to do that. Yeah, that's great. That that is that's a powerful example. I've been to Rwanda and I've seen the impact of uh, Paul Kigali uh, on the on the country, yeah. and it is remarkable. Yeah. Remarkable. Uh, it it is one of the most successful countries in sub-Saharan Africa. Yeah. Today. No. What's uh, the transformation remarkable. since the genocide is, is it's irrefutable. It's very it's very impressive, and it's like nothing we've ever seen. I mean. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've developed this this ability to earn trust. Uh, you must at times coach people on how to develop that character trait. It's so important. It's such an essential part of character to be able to win trust, not just uh, be trustworthy, but to be able to communicate that. How do you coach people that uh, you work with uh, that follow your advice uh, to develop that trustworthiness and, and and sell it, communicate it. Well, um, I think it's real simple. It's uh, being genuinely ready to put the interest of the other person across from the table's interest first before your own, and and them kind of knowing it. Um. That's that's how you, that's how you win trust. Um, you know, if somebody knows that yeah. you're willing to, um, to 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 be in a situation where you maybe uh, come out lesser uh, on the end of something, or that you're going to protect them um, because you actually really do care about not just their career and their business, but their life. You know, like just where they are in the world. You know, uh, that tends to come across in the way you communicate, how you approach new ideas. And and so um, it's pretty simple. Just, you know, think of the other person first. And, uh, and, and, and that will likely go a long ways to winning trust with folks. Yeah. Yeah. Great counsel. Great counsel. Uh, well, Dan, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. I appreciate the discussion, the powerful insights. Before you go, uh, may I invite you to take a minute and tell people how they can uh, buy shares <laughs> of ROCI, yeah. uh, how they can learn more about the strategy and the, uh, the CEOs on the list, uh, Tell them how they can follow you on social media, how they can connect with you personally, whatever you want to share. Let's make sure people know how to get more info before we wrap up. Well, yeah, it's 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 pretty fun. We uh, we have a website called uh, Rock Investments, rocinvestments.com, and you can you can learn about pretty much everything we have to give. We're a public ETF that uh, is regulated, so we have to share everything we got, and it's got to be approved. Um, I mean, you can buy. Rocky, our ticker, R-O-C-I, almost anywhere. I, I think, um, you know, you, you can talk to your advisors about it. Um, and, um, and we just welcome the opportunity to build a community of people that think character matters. I mean, that's one of the most exciting things about this, this business is, is kind of alerting Wall Street that there's a loud 
there's a lot of folks that want, you know, leaders to have character and they're willing to, to invest on the basis of it. Um, but we also have a, a character return on character podcast that uh, we have leaders that uh, are famous and should be famous that think character matters on, on the show. And that's another place you can learn about us as well. Fantastic. Well, Dan, thank you so much again for your time today. We, we wish you every success, not so much in managing money successfully, but in giving an incentive to corporate leaders to develop and express character, to be better. Uh, that would really make a difference in the world. And of course, I think that requires you to be very successful. So <laughs> well, <laughs> we hope yeah, that on you. That's the point. You know, if we can show we can outperform, then people are going to take a notice and say, man, we need to invest in higher leaders that behave that way. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, again, Dan, thank you. And we wish you, you luck. Have a great day. All righty. All righty. Let's do some good. Thank you for tuning in to the Superpowers for Good show. Twice each week, we host changemakers who share their impact, insights, and superpowers. Don't miss another episode. Subscribe today at superpowersforgood.com. That's superpowers, number four, good.com. Be super empowered. Get your copy of the book, Superpowers for Good, as an ebook, audiobook, paperback, or hardcover edition via your favorite online retailer. Interested in having me speak to your company, organization, or association? Visit devonthorpe.com. Then let's talk. Now, keep using your superpowers for good. Together, we can reverse climate change, improve global health, and eradicate poverty.